Hi, my name is Kate, and this is Hell. So, I guess one thing that is common to do when you're introducing your podcast is to explain who you are and why that particular topic is one that you would make a podcast about. So, I was raised in a very religious Christian household. Both of my parents went to theological seminary for graduate degrees, a master's and a doctorate in theology. We had a lot of religious influence in our life. We went to church every week. I was homeschooled. And on the third day... God created the Remington Bull Action Rifle so that man could fight the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. Amen. Thought the word butt was a swear and it didn't even say poop because that was a bad word. So naturally, as you might assume, with that sort of household, we did believe in hell. And we believed that Christians, particularly Christians that shared a very narrow type of belief that was consistent with our own, would go to heaven. And basically everyone else in the entire history of the entire world would go to hell. We were Protestant, so we didn't believe in limbo or purgatory. And we were Baptist, so we believe that getting baptized is a good idea and it's a way to show your faith, but it's not necessary to go to heaven. So as a kid, I thought a lot about a lot of stuff and i must have been a pretty logical kid i speak from pure logic because i was always finding like weird inconsistencies that didn't really make sense like for example i was taught that there are all kinds of devilish things such as pokemon and dungeons and dragons and there are satanists out there and they will kidnap you and try to sacrifice you to the devil and that for one was a confusing thing to me because i remember as a small child thinking i mean like everyone thinks that they're a good guy no one thinks i'm a bad guy there is no good and evil there is only power and those too weak to seek it and when you watch a movie, it doesn't really matter like, who you are and what your values are. Stories are set up so that you root for the protagonist and you want them to beat the antagonist. And in the story of the Bible, God is good and he loves you and he wants good things. And the devil is bad and he wants to, you know, screw you over and stuff. So it just doesn't make any sense to me that anyone would worship the devil if he was just a bad guy. So that was one thing. I was like, eh, I mean, it seems like a plot hole, but whatever. And then another thing that I remember as a kid was watching the 1997 Hercules movie. And in that movie, there's Hades. Name is Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hi, how you doing? And there's Zeus, and Hades is the bad guy, and he lives in the place Hades. And Zeus is, you know, the good sunshiny guy. Very shortly after seeing that film, I remember learning about Zeus and Hades. I remember hearing about Zeus raping a bunch of people, and I mean, that's basically what he does. I mean, it's not even subtext. Basically, if you read Greek mythology, like, it's, oh, I want to hear a fun story. Zeus raped someone. <laughs> There's hardly any story besides that. That's the root of most of the stories. So I remember thinking, I mean, that's not very godly. And I mean, all kinds of things, not only that. He was the king of the gods, but he wasn't more powerful than the other gods, just politics. He wasn't like omnipresent. He couldn't just do anything. Zeus is really nothing like the Christian monotheistic god. And then Hades, who is basically depicted as the equivalent of the devil in that movie. How sentimental. He's also nothing like the devil, that he was just a guy and he ran the underworld and it was his job, but he didn't kill people or, you know, try to rip them to hell or anything. And we love to watch this show called Touched by an Angel. When you walk 
of the angels was the angel of death. Andrew. Now I remember thinking about that in the context of Hades and thinking the angel of death, he's responsible for bringing people to death, but he's not a bad guy. He's this nice guy and he's like really sympathetic. And I remember as a kid thinking like, oh, that was, that's an interesting thought, you know, like death, you know, like you, you don't want anybody to die, but taking them to die isn't a bad thing. Death is inevitable. And I remember thinking, it sounds like Hades is more like that kind of character. And it's kind of weird that they framed everything different. And, and I realized that they were kind of just framing the story in a sort of traditional Christian context. So as a kid thinking about things like that, my family was interesting because they raised me very skeptical, skeptical of a lot of things. So I was told like there are ghosts. Ghosts aren't real. And psychics aren't real. And magic isn't real. There's no such thing as magic. In fact, we weren't even allowed to say, well, that's lucky. Lucky? Because the idea was that there is no luck. There's only God's will. But weirdly, we would always talk about miracles. Like my mom, she'd have all these miracle stories where like she drove for so many miles without any gas in her tank. And it's like, okay, so you can say that's a miracle, but you can't say it's lucky, but whatever, choice of words. So all of those things where we, we were raised to be very skeptical. I don't know if this is personality trait or a consequence of that, but I think that that sort of way of being skeptical sort of counteracted the religion that they were trying to instill. I would have the same sort of skepticism towards the religion that they were raising me in. So yeah, why would a person worship the devil if he's a bad guy? Is the devil a bad guy? Or is he just a guy that runs hell? And that also begs the question, does he run hell? Is he like Hades and it's his job? Or is he like in Dante's Inferno where he's being punished in hell? Or is he in hell at all? I mean, in the Bible, he's, you know, bopping around as a snake. The thing that make your mouth water and the scent of it. And, you know, he's like tempting Jesus and he's doing all kinds of things. So is he being tormented in hell? Is he working in hell or is he not in hell at all? And is hell down? Is it in the center of the earth? My family was somewhat scientific. I mean, we believed the earth was round and I was never told that the science that indicates that, you know, there's like a molten core and a lot of layers to the earth. I was never told that that wasn't a thing. So I remember as a kid asking my dad where he thought hell was, what hell was like. And he said that he thought hell was in a different dimension and heaven was in an, another dimension. So there are all these interesting ideas about hell. What's it like? Who's there? What's the devil like? Where is he? And... All of that's just been floating around in my head for my entire life, which is 28 years at this point. And then, as a lot of people my age do, especially during these coronavirus times, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And listening to so many podcasts, I always had the very strong feeling that I was never going to make one. In fact, my friends would joke about it, and I'd be like, LOL, no. Nobody wants to listen to me talk, and I don't want to listen to me talk, and I'm not an expert in anything, so never going to do that. But then I was listening to an episode of Stuff You Should Know called Hell, Hell, Hell. And it was interesting, but they were kind of just flying through everything. At one point, they said something like, well, you know, if you like Dante's Inferno or you're a scholar in it, don't listen to this. You could do an episode on Dante's Inferno alone. And I remember thinking like, that's a good idea. In fact, they flew through everything so fast, you could do a podcast on, on hell. So then I was like, I would be interested to know more about that. So I looked, and as far as I could tell, there were no podcasts specifically on hell. So since no one had done it, I was thinking this would actually be a really great topic just to put out there into the world. Then I started kind of trying to do some research. I'm a scientific person. I 
have gone to school for degrees in exercise science and biochemistry, and I really like doing research, but have not done an extensive dive into history or sociology, although, to be honest, I kind of love every single topic I love learning. So I started reading a book that was released in 2020 about heaven and hell. I found it super interesting. So there are all these great discussions around it, and I was thinking it would be awesome to sort of collect all of those into a podcast. So this podcast, I was intending to make it sort of a deep dive into the concept of hell, or alternatively, the concept of an afterlife that is not blissful. I do not intend to spend a great deal of time discussing heavenly afterlifes, although I will discuss afterlifes such as Hades, name is Hades, Lord of the Dead, that were traditionally viewed as being universal, that everyone goes there. So it's not necessarily punishment, but just not that awesome. I also intend to discuss pre-Christian Jewish beliefs like Sheol and Gehenna. There's some really interesting stuff to discuss about translation and misinterpretation of those two words, as well as beliefs in ancient Mesopotamia, Samaria, and beliefs like Naraka, which is in some types of Buddhism, Hinduism, Sikhism. Sikhism. I'm going to not pronounce that right. Jainism. Jainism. Yeah, there's just so much. I am going to do at least one full episode about Dante's Inferno, which I have read for this podcast and actually read it before. I am going to do episodes about pop culture, about the way hell is depicted in various forms of media, from movies, television, plays, comic books, graphic novels, anime, manga, etc. Inferno was originally written as a work of fiction and then came to shape a lot of our understanding of hell today, a lot of a lot of people's understanding of hell today, and how our media depictions they make a choice, which then becomes part of the public understanding of hell, even though that choice was simply made by a person in their particular work of art or media. I do not intend to discuss whether any particular belief system is true or false. I will not try to convince anyone one way or the other. I am simply going to discuss the origins of these beliefs and how they tie into each other. I will honestly do my very best to not misrepresent anything. I'm really trying to do a lot of research and I'm going to do representations of beliefs by the people who believe them. That being said, to say any group of people believe something is always going to be inaccurate. Like to say white people like LaCroix, you know, like you might be right, a lot of white people like LaCroix, but there's going to be one white person who doesn't. When it comes to religious beliefs, it's also difficult to determine, especially for historical analysis, what exactly people believe. A lot of history, a lot of people did not write, and if they did, a lot of that is not still around today. Also, a lot of what people write, especially about beliefs about the afterlife, is in forms such as tombstones, epitaphs, and such, and those tend to be optimistic. You don't typically put on your epitaph, you know, here's Jim, just his body, it's just rotting. People typically say nice, optimistic things, like, rest in peace. If someone were to look back and see rest in peace on my gravestone, would they then say, ah, yes, Cade believed that he would die and be sleeping. Who knows? So we have to try to parse out what is actually believed. A lot of what is represented as beliefs or understandings are, in some ways even in a, in a way that is acknowledged, not necessarily beliefs about the true facts, but a belief that one holds to try to guide their way of living. Um, for example, Plato did a lot of speculation about the idea of the afterlife, and he said it's not like he thinks he knows that, because there's no way he could know that. He has not died, nor has he spoken to anyone that has died, but since he knows 
that he will die someday, and he has to live a life before he dies, he wants to have some guidance as to what makes a good life. And for him, that meant trying to curate your soul, since the soul in his mind would be what would be going on to the afterlife. I truly am going to do my very best not to use any language that is inappropriate, offensive, hurtful, problematic, etc. I do admit that I sometimes use the word crazy, dumb, or stupid, and I'm trying to eliminate those from my speech. If I say anything that is offensive, problematic, misguided, misinformed, anything like that, definitely feel free to let me know. One example of that is the word Western, as in Western world, or Western civilization, or Western cultures, etc. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. I was looking into that particular one, and I personally didn't find anything that was like a alternative, though. I've always found that one strange, because West in regards to what? And, I mean, the world is round, so, I, I don't know. I always found that strange. A lot of the religious texts we are going to be talking about were not written in English, which is the language that I'm talking about them, and a lot of those religious texts were not even written in the same language as the other parts of the religious text. For example, the Bible was not written as a book, it's just been a bunch of stuff over time that was collected and eventually canonized into what we call the Bible, but those texts were written in Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, Latin, etc. And those writings were translated, and we might have gotten a translation of a translation of a translation that then shifts the meaning. One interesting example of this that I've heard the idea of the Red Sea. The Red Sea. The Red Sea. People have gone back and looked at the text and it, it seems as though the word was Reed Sea, mistranslated. The Reed Sea, or a marsh. I remember watching The Prince of Egypt as a kid and, you know, the image there is this literal sea and Moses parts it, all the water bursts up and there's just sort of this hallway through the ocean. This staff you shall do my wonders. And that image seems quite different if we were talking about a marsh. So I just wanted to say I went back and I backchecked what I said about the Red Sea versus the Reed Sea. And it turns out that it's an ongoing debate. That particular word, I will link to some sources about that discussion. But I guess the point still stands that translations do make the interpretations a bit uncertain at times. So again, this is not to say that this didn't happen, it's just that a person's understanding of what happened will shift based on the translation. The final quick note I want to make about that actually does relate directly to hell, and that is the fact that the words Gehenna, Sheol, and Hades were all used in a lot of the original biblical texts, and when they have been translated, those have often been translated as hell. The Bible itself actually rarely discusses hell, so we actually have very little information about hell. To be precise, you can't say, oh, people said this about Hades, so that's what they believe about hell. They could have been talking about Hades. The final thing I'm going to go ahead and say is that a lot of mythology and religious beliefs are sort of dynamic. So even though we have canonized texts of the Bible, there are a lot of texts that were not included that contradict each other. So these are things that were written around the same time or supposedly by the same people or by people that knew each other that will tell the same story with slight differences. This is also the case with a lot of Greek mythology. So much as Homer was probably not the person who came up with his stories, he was simply a bard that wrote them down and he may not even be a single individual. The stories in the Bible were likely told and retold over time before they actually were written down in the copies that we have today. So give me a little bit of grace. If you know a different story or have heard things told differently, definitely feel free to let me know, mention your source and everything. But even just reading Dante's Inferno, which was written in Italian, there are small differences in the different translations. So I think that's all I'm going to cover on my first episode. I'm not sure exactly how this is going to 
be laid out or pan out in the future, but I am going to continue to do research and will post information about it on the website, which is hellpodcast.com, on Facebook at Hell History Podcast, on Twitter we are at the Hell Pod. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash hellpodcast, or you can email us at hellpodcast666 at gmail.com. Feel free to follow on any of those. Message me, share information. If you want to get involved somehow, I would love to include other people. And also, if you're like a voice actor and you wanted to be involved, I will have some readings available that somebody else could read and a voice that is less disgusting. So, okay, I'm gonna go now. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.